Welcome to the DE Talk podcast. Tune in for dialogue between HR experts to amp up your HR strategies. Don't worry, we'll mix in a few laughs as we know you need it. Welcome to another episode of DE Talk podcast. This episode is a recruit rooster takeover. We're a wholly owned subsidiary by direct employers and we are also your podcast producers. My name is Drew Palmer. I'm the creative director at Recruit Rooster. And my name is Jordan Hartman. I am the creative coordinator of Recruit Rooster and also your podcast producer the last two seasons. So we are the creative minds of Recruit Rooster. We've had to implement a lot of creative thinking in the past year to create content and amazing recruitment marketing materials in the midst of a pandemic. Today, we're going to take you through the creative process, why employment branding is so important, and some of the ways that we got creative during COVID. So let's start a little bit with how we got to where we are today. So Drew, your background isn't directly in art, but it, you kind of have an interesting journey on how you got to where you are now. Yeah, I studied philosophy and art in college, um, but mainly mainly philosophy. And uh, when I graduated college, I moved out to Arizona and worked at a golf course of all places. And I was kind of in this mindset of working in the golf business, becoming a golf pro at a, at a golf course. And uh, it was actually at that at that golf course where I was introduced to my first employment branding experience. You really wouldn't expect a service industry place like a golf course to have a really well established employment brand. But uh, this one in particular had an amazing brand. Um, When we started there, you had to, you were assigned to, to read a book and most like golf industry people, they're not into reading books or, you know, studying very hard. Um, But yeah, we read this book. It was called Raving Fans, and it talked about you know how to differentiate the business from other golf courses and how to deliver this great experience. And uh, all of the, the company values were plastered on the walls in the break room. It was something very different from what I was used to. And uh, from there, you know, it was a very good experience working at this golf course, and, and I had a background in photography and videography, and I did a lot of freelancing Um up and down uh, Arizona and uh, moved back to Michigan, got connected with uh, Wabash College, um, some alumni there, Seth and Steven, who were our coworkers, got hooked up as a digital strategy support rep. And uh, little did I know that experience would help me kind of brand out other larger companies. Yeah, so you started at Direct Employers how long ago? In 2013. Nice. And then you were here building the ground up from Recruit Rooster when they broke off as the creative strategy department. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, I was, had the great honor to be part of the meeting when we were establishing the company and actually deciding on the, the crazy name that we landed on. Um, so very much a part of that, yes. Jordan, what, what's, what's a little bit about your background? How long have you worked for Recruit Rooster? I have been with Recruit Rooster for about a year and a half now, most of it in the pandemic, unfortunately. But uh, I graduated from Hanover College in 2019 with a degree in art and design and also business. So combining a little bit of uh, fine art, digital art, graphic design, as well as marketing. And my background is mostly in studio photography and very technical. Um, I worked in a museum setting for two years doing very technically focused um, studio work and 
photography in that type of setting. So that's definitely helped build my portfolio and some of the technical skills that I'm bringing now to Recruit Rooster. Yeah, it's, it's awesome that we have such diverse backgrounds and yet we get to support HR departments, which usually has, uh, I don't know, more of like a business-oriented background. Um, so they get to tap into our creativity. Yeah, we bring a lot of different things to the table. And I think in the past year and a half, we've pushed the limits at Recruit Rooster and done a lot of crazy creative things for getting employment branding to the absolute max we can for Recruit Rooster and also all of our clients that we've worked with. Yes, we we often say we're trying to push the limits. We're trying to go too far. And we're very fortunate to be with uh, Recruit Rooster who encourages that and we have not hit that limit yet. We've gotten some pretty wild stuff out there and we're keep continuing to uh, push the limits. What I'm really passionate about with my background and everything is showing people a transparent view of your company before they apply. And uh, that comes from personal experience from applying to jobs and being misled and also just furthering the resources that companies have to show future employees what it's like to work there, to, to empower them, to help qualify them, to get better candidates to the door. And uh, the first thing, the most important thing is just showing off your real office and your real people that work there. I'm extremely passionate about being transparent, showing actual employees, right? Opposed to having no photos or worst case scenario, stock photos of, of models. So yes, rather than creating traditional recruitment marketing materials, we focus a lot on content that builds emotional connections. You can't really do that with stock photos. You're probably not going to bond to the stock photo model that's pretending to write on a notepad that doesn't show you what your brand culture actually feels like, what your office feels like, who your employees are. I think a big part, especially now in COVID with the lack of face-to-face interaction is you want to know who you're working with. And I don't want to go to your website and see a bunch of stock models or, um, you know, a fake office space or a fake environment. I want to see what it actually is going to look like and what your company culture is all about. And the best way to do that is through photos and videos. Yeah. I think the industry as a whole is moving towards this way. Um, Trying to figure out what your future life will be like, through just a text job description on a, a website is very difficult to imagine. And these, these decisions aren't taken lightly. Like you're, you know, a lot of times you're going to completely change your life if you take a new job. Um, so it's very helpful to help qualify yourself to, to see who you'll be working with, what type of environments you'll be working in um, to help self-select in or out. So, you know, if I see something that I, that I relate to, like, really cool office furniture, open environment, snacks. I'm going to be that much more excited when I go to apply and put more effort into my cover letter and, um, you know, application process and uh, be more likely to complete it. First is someone who sees those things and that doesn't attract them to the company. And and that's almost a good thing. Uh, it, It is a good thing because, someone goes through your apply process and shows up on site on their first day to interview and they don't like what they're seeing. It's kind of a waste of time for both the recruiter and the applicant. Right. You're setting that expectation at the very beginning, immediately from your career site page. 
Yep. So a really interesting part of Jordan and I's job is we get to experience a lot of different company environments um, prior to COVID, of course. But we travel on site to help companies brand their, their recruitment. So we get a lot of exposure to different companies, different work environments, different issues, different solutions. And it's a really fortunate position to be in. Yeah. And it gives us a really interesting perspective on, we know our company culture and what we deal with on a daily basis within Recruit Rooster and direct employers. But it's really interesting and exciting to be a fly on the wall in some of these other companies and see how they hire and what their company cultures are and their employment branding. And then everything that we do is exclusively tailored to that company. So even though we might have an idea on what we think it should look like or the final product, ultimately we are putting the power and the control in the human resources department that we're working with. Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, when you're defining your creative process or your, uh, your recruitment process, you're trying to spruce up your career site or with video or photo or, or design. And um, you're working with the agency. A lot of the times companies, they don't have enough resources for HR to complete some of their goals. Um, I find that very surprising because, you know, a lot of the companies that we have been fortunate to work with have great marketing departments and, and products and very, very tech savvy. But when it comes to building out their career site or recruitment, uh, they they just lack funds. So it's either they get put on a list the HR department does for like, let's say a, a video project, and then they have to wait till whenever marketing has time. And usually by the time that is produced, it's too late. Uh, so turnaround times is a big thing. But yeah, it's just very cool to help these HR departments express themselves quickly and efficiently. So, Drew, we've done a lot of different projects with a lot of different companies. Do you have a favorite one or a project or video that you think was just, you, we knocked it out of the park? Yeah, if I had to choose a favorite, I'd probably go with Front Door. Uh, that was a wild project where uh, Justin Clam was uh, a great customer in the fact that he kind of let us spread our wings and, and get creative and push the limits. The three projects that we kind of narrowed it down to was a essentially a puppet show where we had puppets represent employers or the uh, current employees and ask questions and answer questions related to recruitment. That would have been quite the challenge. The next one was bringing in the kids to answer questions on behalf of the employees as well. Another just wild idea out there. And then the one that we landed on was the first person video where it was kind of representing the first day as you walked in uh, for your interview and then your first day also working there. Uh, so it was a very cool first-person experience that we got to, to dive into. And and Jordan was on site with me helping helping uh, the shoot. Yeah, that was my first on-site visit. And it was definitely a high expectations for any future trips to <laughs> build off of. So we had Drew in a mountain bike helmet with a camera attached to the top, and we had the Grizz Memphis Grizzlies mascot. We had a confetti tunnel. It was a crazy, crazy week, but all around, I think the final product really fit their brand and fit the company culture that, that they were trying to convey, and on our side of things, it was great. It was really exciting, and yeah, let us push the creative limits. Yeah. And uh, it wouldn't be a creative project if there wasn't a wrench thrown in 
to the the mix. Um, we filmed 12 scenes of this, you know, on helmet camera. We had someone take us around and narrate for us what was going on, showing each part of the building. And uh, we got home. We we edited up the first draft and found out that the person who led the video, narrated it, was in every scene, actually had left the company, and we weren't allowed to use him in the video, which is, you know, back to the passionate thing of, like, showing people who actually worked at the company in the videos. So we had to really reevaluate with all the footage and crop around them, get really creative with that. Uh, so that was that was definitely a challenge, but we were able to, to get creative with it, different transitions and, and cropping and edited out. We had to kind of alternate, alter the plan a little bit, but That's it ended up working out. Process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though yeah, we now, had a little bit of the, the plan changed halfway through, you know, we were still able to execute it. And I think the, the mood and overall plan and outline of the video was still the same and you wouldn't know now. Uh, so I think that's interesting to look back and watch. Definitely. We would recommend you check out the behind the scenes of that, of that whole trip. Cause it was crazy to look at, you know, when you see the final product versus how we were actually recording it and the looks that Drew's getting when he's walking around a mountain bike helmet in this corporate office in Memphis, Tennessee, it's, I think that, that defines what we, what we do on a daily basis. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And if you're listening to this and kind of a little freaked out, like uh, a first-person mountain bike helmet recruitment video, uh, how do you even start that process? Don't be afraid. It's it's okay. It's uh, We help and assist to that, and, and actually any agency helps and assists that. So we'll, we'll kind of give you some tips and tools on how to get uh, that process going from, you know, the drawing board to reality. Yeah, so – Looking at the creative process, we typically start with step one is defining the problem. Then we brainstorm, we make the rough drafts, the storyboard, all of that involving our HR person and their marketing team. And then, you know, we would either go on site and film and shoot photography and capture all of this great content. And then we revise it and we deliver the solution. So you can maybe look at one of our most recent projects that we did with American Heart Association and um, defining what their problem was or the, the need that they had and how we went about solving that issue. American Heart Association faced the, the problem of kind of being put in a box of it's a fundraising company and people who apply there, you know, there a lot of times people, when you think of American Heart Association, you think of fundraising, donations, that type of thing, but they're actually a full suite of job listings. They have all kinds of tech very uh, yeah, very corporate, uh, very big, much larger than I would assume. And uh, yeah, for, for that problem, basically what we did was just try and show as many different roles as possible. We came up with a script and a narrator to, to tell the, the story. The narrator, I say narrator, but it was actually uh, a person walking and talking throughout the shoot. Very fast-paced. Um, yes, yes, very fast-paced. Um, and then we also supplemented it with some green screen testimonies of, of different faces and roles and, and names. So we can kind of maximize the, uh, the diversity of what American Heart Association does. Yeah, and a lot of that, the photography we took and some of the settings that we chose was showing off their corporate headquarters and 
Fort Worth, Texas. Because I, yeah, I, I agree. I did not think about American Heart Association in that light. It was very much a fundraising company. They raise money. They do volunteer work. Um, you know, these Go Red campaigns. But it really is a full-blown corporate business. And we got to talk to some of their IT people and um, some of their different departments on storytelling. Yeah, and there's so many stories we uncover while we're on there. Like, for instance, their building is really iconic. It's a very modern-looking building. Um, concrete. I'm sure Jordan could describe it better. Uh, but basically, the building was donated to them in the 80s, and they have a 100-year uh, lease on it that they're very proud of. And uh, that, that was just cool to show that to people who, you know, are clicking apply and wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. It's def- the office building itself was, yeah, very, parts of it were modern, and then parts of it were, you know, this very like 70s, 80s style office building. And so it was cool to see how they merged all those styles together with all the different departments. They had the coolest green screen room I think we've ever seen. And we yes. got to play around in that for a little bit. And yeah, that's something that I wouldn't have expected American Heart Association to have, but they had a little bit of everything and great setting. Um, we got to do some drone work there as well, which is always, you know, that footage is just so cool every time that you see it in the final product. Yeah. yeah and, uh, they're very encouraging about walking around, which makes sense. And they had almost only healthy snacks, which was yeah different, <laughs> but made sense. It's on brand. And then also it was very cool to see all the employees and how they have close ties to the mission of American Heart Association and personal stories about uh, heart disease and overcoming it and family members affected by it. So it was very cool to just, be there and see the history as well. They had a little like museum, little area. Very cool to show it so other people can experience it before showing up on an interview. Yeah, all of the employee testimonials, you could really hear and feel that everybody was so invested in the company mission. They all knew exactly what the American Heart taglines are and their company mission and values. And so that was that made our jobs really easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could ask anybody you know, why do you love working here? And they would have a whole spiel on, you know, how they've been personally connected to the message or why they feel invested in it, how they're hoping to make a better future for all. And so I think that also really shows through and a a huge part of their employment brand is that their employees are very invested in what they do. And so that's a huge part of showing on your website. You want to show off what your actual employees are actually saying. And, you know, they're not reading from a script. They're just saying, what they're what they're feeling in their own personal journey to it. So here is a pro tip for working with an agency to help you create something, and that's uh, establishing the expectation. Um, a video could be a good video or photo or content, but if it doesn't meet what you're expecting, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. And the same thing is for job seekers and applying and seeing what they see on their career site and they show up is it what they're expecting. So expectations are key. And one way to help communicate that with someone helping you with some creative is to have a list of videos that you've seen so you can kind of express that. Like, are you thinking, you know, a Super Bowl-esque full-on production video? Are you thinking just some simple testimonial videos? Uh, It's just a matter of level, just setting the the expectation of what you want created. And that will go a long way to get that out in the beginning. Yeah, that's also really helpful to get us inspired. And, you know, we 
consume so much content on a daily basis and it's extremely helpful to hear and see directly from a client what they're expecting um you know it's a lot harder to write out an email about what you want but much easier to say here's a youtube link of something i thought was really great and elicited a response for me yeah and, and we can take those YouTube links and analyze it, see like how many cameras were involved, how many people were interviewed, how much time they spent on, on site. Um, so that's, that's a big first step factor to get a really successful uh, creative piece is to have that expectations ready and able to, to send it over. Yeah. And that was a big part of what American Heart did. And that helped us immensely when we were doing the brainstorming and rough draft process writing out scripts. It was all very collaborative between our department and company and the American Heart Association members that we were working with. And when we delivered the solution, it now lives on their careers website. So that's the first thing you see when you log on. Um, Some of our photography is also scattered throughout their careers page and careers website. So everything that you're seeing is real authentic employees and their actual work settings. Um, You know, it's all very natural nothing is super staged so i think that it was a it was a big change for their website and i think a much needed refresh that really shows off their employment brand yeah here's another pro tip from american heart association don't be afraid to give honest feedback um we went for we we took a lot of risks on this shoot and uh one of our videos that i put together uh the feedback was can you start over can you, can you try it again? And although that was devastating for me, no, I'm just kidding. I, I can handle <laughs> critical feedback. Uh, we, It was good that they were honest and we weren't meeting their expectation with this first draft because we did take a risk. Um, so we, we respun it, took a lo- another different approach. We had enough footage to supplement it and change the, the tone and mood and really created something very nicely. Per Jordan's edit, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so honest feedback for good. Yeah, yep. being being willing and open to completely change direction at a moment's notice. And yeah, that to that point when we go on site, we might, you know, we're going to say we're going to deliver X amount of photos, but by the time we get home, you know, the SD card is completely filled with thousands of images. We have so many different testimonial videos and office video clips and B-roll. Yeah, that's that's what we want to see when we leave. We want to have so much information and content that if you say, you know, I don't really like that. We can say, cool. Well, I have it from 12 other angles and at different times a day (laughs) and with four different people. So having options is a huge, huge help. Um, That way we can make sure that our expectations and what we're creating will fit whatever the client and company needs it to be. Yep, exactly. And yeah, what 25 professionally edited photos mean is at least 250 photos taken and then 25 picked out, edited and chosen from. And then we have, you know, 225 left to choose from if you don't like them. Yep. So don't be afraid to voice your opinion, uh, especially earlier, the better. Uh, you never want to be wrapping up and then get told, well, actually we need everything to change after you've done all this work. But yeah, so voice your opinion, voice your feedback, make sure you're getting what you're expected. Absolutely. And so during the pandemic this past year, obviously that has changed creative a lot with remote work and, you know, not being able to travel and go on site. So what is one way you think that 
we've been able to stay creative and keep up with the times because you've been remote for multiple years now. So you were more prepared than anyone when we went full yeah. remote. <laughs> yeah. Well, the obvious answer is Zoom videos, um, some way of showing Zoom videos. Um, we've been doing that for our holiday videos, doing some different behind the scenes magic where we alter the environment and then cut to it. Uh, there's a lot you can do there, but that is very much over you know, very popular to do. Um, something, yeah, with COVID right now in our, in our creative, like going on site to different companies, buildings and showing future employees what it's going to look like to work there. It's a very difficult time right now and a lot of uncertainty. So we've been brainstorming on how to do this, like especially if your company's transitioning to more remote workers, what does a remote worker video look like? Uh, in like, like setting the expectation of what it's going to be like to work there. What are your coworkers going to look like? What are your schedules going to look like? What's going to be expected of you as a new employee if you're signing on to a new job and you're going to be starting remote? Very, very difficult. Um, creative solutions of like taking someone who's working remotely and showing, you know, what their schedule's like. I mean, it's really a, an open box per company of what it's like to work remotely right now. And while yes, we could do some remote videos, remote content for right now um, with the, with the hopes of going back to the office, but a lot of companies are opening up the floodgates to, for everyone to work remotely. So it really kind of changes the game. Yeah. And I think to that point, it now is when your employment brand really needs to shine. You need to be able to convey that. Because if they're not in the office, you can't actively foster that in the same way that we used to be able to. So how are you still appreciating your staff while you're all remote? How are you still keeping people connected and having those interactions, even though you can't just, you know, stop by the desk of the person next to you or talk while you guys are getting coffee in the break room? How are you still creating those opportunities and those that environment for connections within your workplace, even though you're remote? And that, yeah. Direct Employers and Recruit Rooster, we've done that in a number of ways. And I think that the transition to remote work was pretty seamless because we'd, we'd already kind of been working one day a week at home and going to full remote. Um, you know, we still we have video calls every day. We do happy hours together and trivia games. So I think that that really speaks to the branding and culture of our company. And, you know, that's one way that we show and kind of brag about ourselves on social media and videos is we get to brag about that and say, you know, look at how we're still staying connected, even though we're remote, we're doing all these great things that benefit our employees and we're still giving back and fostering that culture. Yes. Yeah. We've been very fortunate direct employers with our parent company um, as to doing monthly challenges of fitness and um, mental health along with sending little gifts. There's this uh, like llama. Yeah, uh, pinata for. Pinata, yeah. <laughs> a llama pinata that was mailed. And it's it's in a clear plastic bag and it's this llama pinata. It's filled <laughs> with candy and has a nice little message. And then we do like a reveal. You could create a video around something like this, some activity to show that, you know, your future remote workers are still thought of and cared for and involved um, I can see something where, you know, you can record via Zoom of everyone opening up their package at once in the little story along that, um, or doing fitness classes in a way, or some sort of 
Zoom activity to show, you know, just how connected we are still. Yeah. That's given us a lot of opportunities to be creative and think outside the box and do some of these crazy things. Our Christmas video was a lot of recycling old footage we had, um, and then just home video that you were recording at your house. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> so even though we aren't in the studio and we can't have big groups together, we're still making things work and, yeah, trying to utilize some of that older content that we might have, um, you know, stating that it was pre-COVID because now it's weird to look at people in, in groups without masks on and shaking hands, but... Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of opportunities now for doing things you might not have thought about doing beforehand with your employment branding. Sure. Yeah. Here's another pro tip um, just in case of things like a pandemic hits is just having uh, stock footage, not stock footage, but extra footage of your company. And uh, we call it B roll uh, readily available for a creative agency to come in and, and use on behalf, um, you know, a lot of the times we go on site to record and we only have a few days to capture as much as possible. Um, and in some of the testimonies that we record, they might reference a company event from a month ago or so, or, or some tradition that you guys, that the company has, um, that's highlightable. And it really, for us as creatives to put that in the video, we need actual footage of it. Like it's, it's one thing to, to, to talk about it, to reference it, but then what we want to do is also show it. And a lot of times we can't be there on these types of parties and events. And um, so if you have a library of footage that you can keep handy, that would be very helpful for an agency to, to help compile uh, an all-encompassing video. That's a great point now, especially if you're wanting a video, but obviously you can't hold that event anymore. You can't have that big gathering if you have old content of it that is definitely something that you can pass off and still utilize even though it might not be the most current thing you can still utilize and still make it into something great with the help of an agency yep and, and there's also you know as the technology grows user generated content is also very helpful for an agency and creative um, for you know, calling on your employees to record on their phones or to send, to send you photos of, of past events. The quality of these cell phones we're carrying around is insane. So any type of generated content is helpful. Yeah, your employees are definitely your most valuable asset and what you want to be showing off. And yeah, that's a great point that they have their phones on them. They have their computers on them. And you can always rely on your employees to see what they're doing behind the scenes and you know how they're how they're transitioning and living the work from home life. I know we did a few blogs where we collected you know how people were handling the first month or two of, of working fully remote. Um, we've had you know a virtual take your dog to work day. We've had costume contests where our employees will send in photos of you know crazy outfits or crazy hair day or something and we put those together. But yeah, that's a great point. Your employees are still a great asset and a resource for you to utilize. When they record video, remember to record it landscape, not portrait. It's very helpful for, for post-production, but yes, that's just me griping. <laughs> um, yeah, so when you set out on one of these projects, obviously you want people to see them. You, want, you set goals 
Um, that's something that we hold very important. We kind of get your top five values of what you want to get across in the video. Um, it's very important to establish those early so we can build around them. Um, my philosophy degree is always saying like, what is the point of this? Why am I watching it? And to get that out in the beginning is very important. And to keep that focused in mind while you're recording or while you're creating this uh, piece of content, it's very important. Yes. So the, the stats are, you know, with attention, right? The first 10 seconds are the most important to keep someone's attention. You want to have some sort of a hook there. Uh, but really your time is limited to get your message across. So you really want to put the most important slash the best shots in the beginning. Yeah, you definitely want to hook them from the get-go and defining the why of what's the purpose of this video, putting that right at the beginning, having that be the very start of our creative process when we're defining the problem. Part of that is defining the why. Why do you need this video? What purpose is it going to serve? And then how do we fulfill that? And uh, this video is going to go viral, right? Huh. <laughs> huh. No. Um, probably not. We hope so, but probably not. But so, so as far as like analytics and, and data points that indicate whether it is a success or not, views are always kind of a debate in the, the video world. Obviously more views is better, but what type of views are you getting? We host our videos on Vimeo. Um, and then when we, we deliver them to the clients, they can put it on their YouTube channel or whatever one they want to. But Vimeo especially is very, stingy on giving views like if, if i were to watch one of my videos three four or five times in a row it will only count as one and part of me doesn't like that but part of me does because it's more accurate of a view count so the view count is lower um but what you want is to see the number of the average of how long they watched it um, we have a really good example of griffles we made five videos for them they were all a minute and a half long-ish videos, and we have, ooh, I'm trying to think of how many views they have. In total, over 60,000 Vimeo views, which is solid, uh, but the average watch rate is 80%. So on average, those people watched the video 80% of the length, which is about a minute, which is usually our sweet spot that we aim for is minute-long video. So it's just very important to make it interesting make all the the important points early on uh and quick cuts and b-roll and storytelling and yeah so that they stay interested all right drew so what is some what do you hope potential job seekers will take away from visiting a career site that has authentic photography and vibrant recruitment videos that highlights the emotional connections and culture of that company yeah, so as the old saying goes, the picture is worth a thousand words. Is that, is that how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> a video is worth like 10,000. So basically when, when you show someone an image versus a paragraph of text, uh, they pick up on all kinds of things when they, when they see it, like what does the lighting look like? What is the dress code? Is that what a desk is there in the corner? Is that where I'm going to be working? All this information is passed simultaneously versus reading a, a fluffy paragraph about how it's so how it's so great to work there. Um, so basically, what it does is it transports the future candidate into the role of you know this is what my life will be like if I work there. 
And uh, there's ways to tailor this to match to your employment value proposition of, you know, reinforcing these values so that you attract the right type of people, the people that you're after, the top tier talent uh, that fit your values. Um, and, and you can really do that very quickly uh, with high quality images, with authentic images and videos. Yeah, def- it absolutely helps the potential employee see themselves in that video or in that photograph of, yeah, I could be in that desk in that corner, or especially the first person point of view video we did for Front Door. You are really in the shoes of the, <laughs> of the, the viewer and moving through that office space as if you were actually walking and talking to, to some of these people. Yeah, and that's the type of people you want to fill out the application and apply. Someone who's already thought about that, who's constantly replaying, you know, what their future life is going to look like, what they're going to put on their desk. Like, those are the people who are going to be most interested and most successful. Um, on the contrary, if, you know, you have a text description, you show up to the interview, you're not 100% sure, and then if you have a bad hire, someone who doesn't fit the culture, like, how long does it take for that? issue to fix itself, right? That's like a six month to a year um, issue. If someone gets the, offered the job who doesn't necessarily love it or is a good fit, I mean, that's kind of a costly mistake that could be avoided by showing, you know, qualifying content. Right. And setting that expectation like we've been talking about. Expectation. That's right. <laughs> well, are there, do you have any final thoughts about the creative process or you gave us a lot of great tips for creating content and promoting content during COVID and these weird times. Yeah. Uh, I would just continue to think outside the box. Anything is possible. You know, I feel like as an HR person, you have the capability to contract a, an agency to help you with your creative uh, outside your marketing team and give you that power to do it. I, I've worked with all kinds of different people and you know, it's uh, it's a little scary, but it's, it's doable. Awesome. Well, we are going to do some rapid fire questions. So feel free to say the first thing that comes to your mind. All right. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Awesome. Espresso. <laughs> Caffeine. Not espresso. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? To fly. That's I'm a, a good one. I like to fly drones, so <laughs> I can make, just bring my camera up there. Yeah, that would make our job so much easier. <laughs> what is a small thing that makes your day better? Instagram likes. Nice. <laughs> I'm not shallow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you prefer the book or movie? Movie. Visual person. Got to yep. respect it. And lastly, are you a night person or a morning person? Uh, night person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although I've had to wake up early lately. Yeah. <laughs> You're an all, all kind of day person. Yeah. All day. A 24-hour kind of person. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Drew, for talking with me today and getting some creative juices flowing on the DE Talk podcast. Yeah, it was very fun, and I hope uh, the viewers, the viewers, the listeners, (laughs) took some stuff away. 
Yes. If you want to learn more about Recruit Rooster, visit us at RecruitRooster.com or follow us on social media. Stay tuned on direct employers, social media, and blogs for more exciting updates. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the DE Talk podcast. Stay connected with direct employers on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast to receive notifications of new episodes each month.